you're listening to The Tech Box. Welcome everybody to episode 33 of The Tech Box. Uh, this is James Honeyball and I have with me Richard Yates. Hi Richard. Good morning James. Hello everybody. We're just sort of bobbing along now until uh, work comes into the distance, aren't we? Um, but I'm, I'm trying very hard to resist work and to keep it at bay. Most, mostly succeeding, but not, not completely. No, yes, you have to uh, try and switch off as much as possible so that you're a tiny bit recharged as we go into the new year. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to steamrollered, which is probably where I still am at the moment. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, never mind. Did you have a good uh, Christmas? Yeah, nice, nice break. Um, didn't get much time to play with new toys, which was a bit disappointing. But uh, but I got one or two new toys to play with next year. Let's put it that way and, and enjoy them then. So uh, as you missed out on the top three tech moments of 2018 that me and Dave did last episode, uh, I'm going to force that upon you now. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, what should we go for? As the I think for me the the top. Uh, tech thing of 2018 is the advent of what Google calls the night sight camera. Although in my case, I first experienced it on the P20 Pro, which I got just before I went on holiday to Athens. Um, and uh, Athens is one of those places where a lot of the old buildings and whatever are illuminated at night. Uh, and it just absolutely wowed me with with some of the pictures it took. And, and since then, I've I've enjoyed it quite a lot. Taking quite a lot of pictures of things like buildings at night and uh, and so on um i think you can overdo it and use it for everything and then it's a bit silly um but it's good to see that it does seem to be uh, gradually spreading out from uh huawei obviously google has done it on the pixel um it's just yet another way in which i mean it's a strange thing isn't it that the the tech on a mobile phone with a tiny sensor and a tiny lens in some ways, it's streets ahead of the the ability of a of a pocket camera with a decent zoom now. Um, yeah. You know, I I I I mean, funnily enough, on that on that score, my wife got a, an iPhone ten about three or four months ago, and she's a very keen photographer. Um, and she said to me yesterday, you know, I realised I just haven't actually used my my uh, Panasonic for about. Well, I think she was talking about three months, something like that. But I might, I might be telling porkies there. But it certainly is for quite a while, uh, simply because the pictures she's getting off the uh, iPhone 10 are are good enough. Now, it has to be said, she's got 10 times the framing and, and picking subjects ability that I've got. But I'd have to agree with her. She got a picture of a robin yesterday that was um, oh, about 10 feet away. And you'd think it had been taken with something you know far in excess of a camera phone. And certainly a few years ago, massively... Uh, ahead of a camera phone so how did, how did that work given that a robin would probably be quite far away and that without a zoom it would be quite small on the finished picture so how did that work out yeah the answer is that the, we were sitting on a bench at a national trust place and the robin came and sat on a, a rose bush about six or seven feet away uh, and of course the iphone 10 has got a little bit of optical zoom so she got a, she got a picture that almost completely fills the frame wow of, of this robin sitting on a, a rose bush and it's a fabulous picture i mean i, I just look at it and th- look at the sort of feeble effort i got which was I, I i got the pixel 3 with me at the time so that that did suffer from not being able to zoom in as well as uh, as the iphone could it's just a great photo so i think uh, you know the future for phone photography just gets better and better the the, the night sight is a uh, an addition to that, uh, I'm sure there are going to be some more uh, interesting innovations with with, uh, with uh, camera uh, phone photography uh, in the next 12 months, and I'm looking forward to them. Bring them on. The uh, it's interesting that you mention the comparison between like a proper point and shoot or a proper camera. I've been taking some time to catch up on my photos that I've got lying about and putting them mm. into Flickr and putting them into Google Photos, and I've probably explained my laborious workflow where I I don't let anything update automatically into the cloud I sort of collate it all on a desktop computer I use actually use Picasa as an app to sort of trim and um, position filter tag uh, the photos before I then upload them into Flickr and into Google Photos and I was going through the photos that had come off my proper cameras mm. and the big problem is that they keep the proper cameras keep missing focus yeah, and yeah. what the beauty of the modern phone camera is that it nails focus. Maybe what nine out of ten times? Most times, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Maybe even nineteen out of twenty. 
Yeah, it, it it really is quite noticeable, isn't it? I, I, you know, I mean that that's something that I've seen before as well. Um, before camera phones sort of really improved very much, um, both my wife and I had uh, various members of the Panasonic uh, TZ series, uh, and and I mean the zoom on those cameras is really quite something. But but it, but in fact, once you start getting uh, into sort of the normal sort of ranges when you're not doing the super zoom, it is noticeable. An awful lot of them are almost correctly focused, but not quite. Whereas, um, as as you say, on a, a camera phone, it, it nine times out of ten nails the, uh, the the focus really well, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, yesterday one of the one of the trees in this place had got the catkins on it, which I think is a, probably a little bit early. And, and I, I know I've had problems taking pictures of things like that before but especially when they're moving in the breeze but i mean the, the pixel 3 has produced a, a photo which is absolutely perfectly focused on these catkins and i've just just got it in the screen in front of me and you know you you really have got amazing detail on something that was moving in the in the wind at the time it's it's it's, it's just got it so i've got certainly dozens of uh, photos that came off my mirrorless and point and shoot cameras and i would say maybe 50 percent were perfectly in focus, yeah, and the other fifty percent were almost eh, pretty much in focus. I, it's not bad. You wouldn't know unless you sort of looked at the next photo and realised, oh no, that last one wasn't in focus, or just completely out of focus, um, which is such a high proportion. It just meant that so many were thrown away. Now the ones that I kept were a step above the phone, yeah, pictures, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, as you'd expect, but. Uh, it just goes to show that um, it re- we are really in a sort of, was it half a dozen of one, six of the other? You know, it really is um, 50-50 in terms of you're going to get better quality with a proper camera, but the phone is going to nail that shot meant much more often than a proper camera. More, more and more and more, yeah. I mean, um, it, 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 I mean I've mean, i got a, um, it's getting quite old now, I guess, a, a, a Nikon DSLR. Uh, I don't think I've used it in 2018 at all. You know, it, it's just not something I've had an occasion where I thought, oh, no, let's get the batteries charged up on that and take it out and take some photos. Because the other thing is I, I actually have a different approach from you. I, I back everything up to the cloud. Um, and, you know, I know, I mean, this this was something that I, I first started doing, I suppose, when you could. But I know when I went to uh, America three or four years ago, I've been to America three times. And this was the, the second time. And the phone, the phone of choice then was the Lumia 1020. Um, and, and we used to sort of go to Starbucks for a coffee and, and upload all the that morning's pictures. And it was it was really quite a sort of satisfaction. Really. You know, if the phone got stolen or broken or dropped or lost or whatever, the pictures were there and, and we wouldn't lose them. And I remember remember a holiday not so long after that, thinking, oh, I think I'll take the proper camera this time. And I, I lugged this Nikon around, uh, took quite a lot of pictures, as you say. Some of them were were pretty good. Some of them were better than the phones would have done, certainly. Um but lugging the thing round was a pain. Making sure the batteries were always charged was a pain. But the thing that bugged me more than anything else was, like, you know, I felt sort of super protective towards the the SD card in the camera. It, it's just silly, really. I mean, you mm. know, it's, it's not not the way you would have been before. Uh, but what I realised was that there was this huge comfort factor in having everything backed up almost straight away. Because yeah, you, you know, I I, I know I, I've got the chance to look at it some other time and and. Pick the ones I like and delete ones I don't like. So, so I guess I have the the reverse the reverse workflow. That's quite hard to say. Reverse workflow from you, in that I stick everything on the cloud and then go through it afterwards and delete stuff that I, I don't want to keep. But, but it is a to me quite an important benefit of a of a phone camera that you you have got this use of connectivity to to back everything up at the first possible opportunity. Yeah, I tell you what, another thing as well. If you're bringing a big DSLR into an event um, and you stick it in someone's face it's quite a statement isn't it yeah it's saying i am formally taking a sort of professional grade photo of you and it's a little bit of a ceremony whereas if you just whip your phone out and snap a a phone picture it's a whole lot more informal isn't it yeah, yeah, people are used to it. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you, not everybody wanders around with a, a, a DSLR or, or even a point-and-shoot camera, but pretty much everybody's got a phone, and, and pretty much everybody who's, who's got a phone is at some point going to have used it to take a photograph. So, therefore, we're all sort of quite used to the idea. It's 
generally speaking, something that people don't don't bat an eyelid at. And and, and of course, uh, generally speaking, it's something that you can you can just do. You've got an absolute right to take a photo of, even of somebody else, uh, if they're if they're out in the street. Yeah, I don't think that happen. I don't think that happens very often. But but if you go sticking a dirty, great big DSLR in their face, they're going to be pretty unhappy. Yeah, about yeah, that, I think. yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's not like I'm taking a picture of a street and you happen to be walking along the pavement, is it? You've got this this dirty, great big lens pointing at you. It's 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 no, it's just not going to have the same degree of acceptance. No. Okay, so that's number one. It's a good one. That's, that's like the night sight uh, technology that we're starting to see now uh, on phones. Okay, so that's good. Number two, then. Number two is one that really quite surprises me, to be honest, because um, I first got into using a Mac, oh, God, when was it? Back in the 1990s, I guess. Um, and at that time, Windows was really not great <laughs> um, and very prone to to crash or lose data or, or whatever else. Um, this year, for work reasons, I've had to use um, a PC, uh, which I fought against as long as I could, but, but software issues and or availability of software issues basically meant that I eventually had to give in. Um, but I, I just want to say that actually... I'm very impressed by how much Windows 10 has, has improved in, in the time I've had it, actually. And, and of course, it's been around for a, uh, a few years now. But it, it most of the time, just keep looking for a piece of wood and finding one, most of the time has been really quite stable for me. I, I think the machine I've got, I went out and bought a sort of mid-range Dell. Uh, the machine I've got has got a few sort of limitations. It needs some more RAM. It's only got a, a, a slow network card. Um, both, both, but replacements of both of those are sitting on my desk. Um, you know, for the, for the money, yeah, I've got to say it's a it's a serious contender. I've got three monitors hanging off the back of it. Um, it looks a bit like a you know a ground earth base station, but um, it 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 is really really works very well. I'm I'm very happy with it, and and really quite surprised at how happy with it I am. Um, in a way, I suppose I still have the luxury of having a a Mac Mini on the. You know, next to it, so I, I can switch to a Mac if I want to. But but most of the time, yeah, I'm I'm getting on fine with it. I, you know, it, it really is a lot, lot, lot better than it was a few years ago. Okay, all right. So yeah, I think we can agree that Windows 10 is perfectly decent, and it's um, or am I dragging it down? It's good. You know, I don't think anyone can say it's not good, really. So there we go. Okay, so let's go on to your third item of tech moments of 2018. Well, my, it's a very little one, but uh, the, the, my third item is um, Hallelujah! We now have an iPad with a with a USB C socket. Yes. Now, now I've got to say, in typical Apple fashion, it's not a fully functional USB C socket, uh, in as much as you can you, know, you can plug your camera in, it'll suck pictures out. You can um, you can stick a pair of USB C headphones in there, and they work. Um, but you can't mount an external drive um, doing that. On the other hand, um, I don't think that's that big, a, big an issue anyway because uh, you have other ways of getting media and, and stuff onto the device, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, whatever. Um, but it's it's just so nice to have a, have a USB-C socket and not to be faffing around with multiple different cables. Um, and uh, as I say, you know, USB-C... Uh, they, they they enabled the headphone functionality on there, so if you really really want to use wired headphones with your iPad, you can do. Um, it's just nice to see Apple actually kind of joining everybody else. One of, one of the things that I lament most about the loss of the headphone jack is the fact that you then end up with incompatible ways of getting audio out of a of a device, unless you're willing to go down the Bluetooth route, which isn't always possible. Um, and so the fact we now have a, an iPad with USB-C. Uh, and no doubt we'll have an iPad Mini in with USB-C in a, a few months' time, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, it's good news, and and I hope that it flows into the iPhones as well, uh, and we can all start carrying around single cables and single connectors and and whatever else. Um, I, I've got to say, in some ways, I think the Lightning conductor, the Lightning connector, is actually a Lightning conductor, theory me. Lightning connector is actually a better connector, but unless Apple are going to license it to everybody, which they clearly aren't and haven't. Um, it's the next best thing. So by, be- I, by really better, pleased. you mean it's more convenient and smaller, and the cables are less chunky, and that. I mean, obviously, from a technical point of view, I'm sure USB-C is better because it's newer and yeah. can handle I, faster speeds. But better, generally, for the consumer, you mean? Yeah, I, I think as well. Uh, another thing that that makes me happy about this is that 
you know, Apple in particular has suffered very badly from having umpteen different types of connectors needing umpteen different types of adapters. If we've got a, a USB-C iPad and a USB-C MacBook and hopefully a USB-C iPhone, you go back to the good old days when you didn't need to carry 10 adapters and cables around with you. Uh, it's just that you're now on a new generation of connectors. Uh, yeah. And they're not that, you know, when I say new generation of connectors, I mean, the, the Dell I bought a couple of years ago has got, uh, two USB-Cs, uh, no, no, the, none of the larger old, uh, USB connectors. My, um, Pixelbook, again, USB-C, they are getting more and more ubiquitous, and I'm just glad to see that this is a, a bigger move down the road. In fact, the, the strange thing is, um, the last, oh, Last few months, I've got a couple of devices using micro USB again. You know, my, my headphones use micro USB, the, the wireless ones. Um, my uh, Samsung watch, the charger on that uses micro USB. Uh, and you sort of think, well, hmm, this is strange. I'm going to end up with the, the bit in the middle, um, where everything has moved to USB C except for things like my headphones. So it, it just would be much nicer if we could get this, this standard fully enforced and moved over. I, I, it amazes me that we still have original USB uh, connectors on the Surface, for example. It makes it so much more chunky than it needs to be. Yeah, I think uh, it would be really nice to see all of the USB-As quickly go over to USB-C. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to see the end of micro-USB probably ever, just because... For a very long time. It's in all of the cheap stuff... And yep. uh, I haven't seen anything uh, come out with a, a USB-C that's on like a cheapo um, component, like some dodgy Bluetooth headphones and, um, you know, something else that like a, you know, like a dodgy watch or something like that. Um, I haven't seen any of those move to USB-C. Not so sure that my Sony's count as dodgy cheapo headphones and, and, and <laughs> indeed same with the Samsung watch. Well, that, that's the thing. If it, Sony do put USB-C chargers on the uh, top end headphones, the you know, the 1000 M3s, uh, those have got USB-C chargers on, yeah. And you can get USB-C chargers on little Bluetooth headphones because the Bullets wireless from OnePlus One have got oh, yeah. a USB-C yeah, charger. But it's still for the aspiring devices when it comes in those classes, I think. Mm. Uh, it'd be good to see the end of micro-USB on phones because we're still seeing cheap phones come out with micro-USB and I kind of think that we can probably fully make that transition now on uh, on phones. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the, t- the time has, has now come that we, we stand a chance of having all phones with standard connectors, which would be great. Um, I mean, I, I, I still think that the, the theory that, that Apple is trying to do away with all connectors altogether is actually quite believable um, because you can see why from their point of view they might want to do that yeah but i think apple's next move is going to be very interesting so let's say that the next ios device is the 2019 ipad and the 2019 ipad mini now do they put USB-C or lightning on those because i still think it's 50 50 i could perfectly believe that they say yep it's USB-C on iPads going forwards, and therefore this is what we're going to do for these consumer ones. Or I could equally see them say, oh no, USB-C is just for the professionals, just for the laptop replacements. For these uh, regular iPads, uh, Lightning is perfectly fine. I, don't, I mean, certainly on the on the Pro, they've gone USB-C, and I don't think they're ever going to go back from that because that would just that would just look ridiculous. Yeah. Now the the question is, can they carry off having two ranges of iPads with different connectors? The answer is yes, of course, but then that depends on how you're positioning it. I mean, it will be very interesting to see how the new iPad Mini is positioned because I forget what the price of the new uh, of the 2018 iPad is, but it's. It's a, correct me if I'm wrong, less than the iPad Mini at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So my my suspicion may be that they'll move the iPad Mini more at market and call it an iPad Mini Pro or an iPad Pro Mini, um, and and that will get the USB-C. Uh, I think as far as the iPad 2019 goes, less clear. Um, I mean, they, they they have this problem, don't they, of all the accessories that have been sold to to, to fit the, the lightning connector, but it didn't bother them when they went from the 30-pin connector, and I guess it probably wouldn't bother them moving to USB-C. I mean, um, you, you know, people have clock radios and things like that, don't they, that, that have, a, have a lightning socket on them. Well, the answer, I'm sure, to that is tough. Yeah, I think that they could, they could easily go with USB-C, and it would be very interesting. In answer to what I think they're going to do with the iPad Mini 2019 
is I think that they will make whatever sacrifices and compromises are necessary to tuck that into the equal or lesser market segment to the 9.7 iPad. So I think that that's a air-gapped screen. I think that's less RAM. I think that's they might even compromise on finish. They might even move it to a plastic chassis. I think they'll do whatever it takes to make sure that the Mini can go in at the same price or less. So if you think about um, the difference between uh, you know different sizes of things, so you you pay like a, a hundred quid premium to go from a iPhone XS to an XS Max, or yeah. from you know a seven to a seven plus, or I think that they'll want that kind of premium, if anything, for moving from the mini to the normal. So, but maybe it's only. 30 quid rather than 100 quid so i would expect the new ipad mini 2019 to come in at what 280 versus 330 320 for the um the full size one mm, I, I mean i'm just looking it up now ipad mini 4 is currently too expensive is the short answer to that is it 399 list three not 399 is list that has got a uh, laminated screen yeah uh, and at the time it had some very nice externals and sorry internals so that was in that was at the point where they were trying to make the ipad mini keep up with the what was then the top of the range which was the air 2 yeah whereas now they don't have to make it as good as the ipad pro so i think what they'll do is they'll make it as good as the ipad normal so I think that they will downgrade certain aspects of it. Mm. I, I mean, you, you, you certainly could be right. I mean, one of my friends bought his dad a, um, a 2018 iPad for Christmas, and he was sort of showing showing it to me before he uh, he wrapped it up and sent it. And and it's got to be said, it's a it's a hell of a lot of uh, of tablet computer for 320 quid. Oh yeah, you know, no, it's brilliant. It's it's one of the few value for money things that Apple sells, isn't it? At the moment, probably the single yeah. most value thing actually, um, because that yeah, there are some there are some iPhones that are, are cheaper than the current ones, um, but they still are not cheap. You know, even the iPhone, what they sell the iPhone seven four now four nine nine something like that, isn't it? Four nine nine. Let's let's select iPhone seven um, silver. Yeah, four four nine for the thirty two. Oh, four four nine. Oh, there you go. Bargain. Yeah, but only thirty two gigabyte. It's not. It's not. I don't think enough personally. I, yeah, I was. So, yeah, I'm joking. It's uh, it's still relatively expensive for a two yeah, year old device. It is. Yeah, uh, and the, and if you want to go to the one two eight, which I think I, I would definitely want to do, you're talking five four nine. It's not. It's not a bargain. It's it's not a bargain like the SE was before it's discontinued. I mean, it's interesting. The styling of the SE seems to have come back in the iPad Pro in lots of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I think that maybe that, that that maybe indicates there'll be some some more changes like that next year. They 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 need a new shape, don't they? Next year, a little uh, bit. I for... I think um, an iPhone in the style of the new iPad Pros will be absolutely gorgeous, and yeah, that would prompt me to put my hand in my pocket for a new iPhone. I think. Yeah, it, it harks back to the the days of the iPhone five in lots of ways, which which was a really nice a lo- design, a, a lovely device. Yeah, yeah, really nice, and and um, yeah, I'd be quite happy if they go that way. Well, it'd be interesting to see them, wouldn't it? Do we get the the upmarket iPad Mini, or do we get the the downmarket iPad Mini, or we could be really lucky and get both? You could get a mini a mini Pro and a a mini Mini. Yeah, and then you've got two more in the range, so. Yeah, that, that that could that could be viable too. I don't know. I'm sure Apple knows a lot more about it than I do. That's for sure. So okay. So so talking about iPads and USB Cs. So you do actually have uh, a new device in the house. Yeah, yeah. This this was <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of an own goal. This one, but never mind. We'll worry about that. I have an iP- iPad Pro 12. In the ah, house. so you went with the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. I thought if I'm going to get uh, get one, I'm going to get the bigger one. And is it bent? Let's get that out of the way first. Doesn't look remotely bent. Okay. Not 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 in any shape, way, shape, or form does it look bent. So that, that's a good start. Uh, I, I had a disappointingly short amount of time to play with it actually uh, over, over Christmas. I'm probably get more chance next week. Um, what can I say about it so far? The screen is fabulous. The screen is absolutely stunning. It is incredibly fast. That's the other thing I would say. In terms of any tablet computer I've ever used, I'm confident this will beat them all hands down. Probably any computer in terms of sort of browser performance and everything. It, it, yeah, it is very, very fast, and and it you know it, it shows no signs of 
of even needing to pause for breath at any point. Um, so so th those are very positive impressions. I, I have to say, really, better ask me in a fortnight's time how much use I've got out of it. Um, I, I do generally use an iPad while I'm, while I'm working, so uh, it won't take me terribly long to sort of get into it, but, but I haven't really actually had the time to play with it really at the moment. It, it, it just is very, very nice. That's, that's what I would say about it, as indeed it, it damn well ought to be at the price. Um, if I, if I couldn't justify it for work, I wouldn't have got it. Um, but I will use it for work quite a bit. That's, that, so that's, that's, you know, that's something I feel like. What's the work justification? Well, I often use it as a second screen. So I'll open a document on it that I'm working from and, and, and use it like that. Obviously not when I'm, not when I'm sitting at my, on my desk at home, because I've got, as I said earlier, three monitors on that. So to a totally independent second screen, or have you got some sort of software making it an actual se second screen? I actually tend to use it, <coughs> excuse me, as a totally independent one. Um, I do, I do have some software that will screen share, but I've never really found it on previous iPads to be very satisfactory. Maybe it would work quite well on this one just because of the, the processing power. Um, but it, it, you know, there are times, for example, if I'm, if I'm working somewhere and I'm doing tax computations, you, you know, it really helps to have a set of the accounts open, maybe some analysis pages open and whatever that you can move stuff from one to the other quite, quite easily. Um, so, you know, there is, there is that. And, and, uh, I, I, you know, I think it will be quite useful. Uh, if you look around, you'll see there are also some programs going to use it as a screen for a, a Mac mini. Well, again, that gives me some more options that I don't or didn't have beforehand. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm sure it will it'll learn its keep, especially especially in the next few months when the sort of occasions when I'm working out of of home needing two screens. That's that's actually the time of year that I need it most. So, from that point of view, it's quite timely. Um, the speakers on it are amazing. I I, I, I work in a very small room. Um, I, I I wouldn't want it up on full volume. It's it's that loud. Um, it, it really is quite something. Screen is beautiful. Uh, don't watch a lot of media, so I can't really comment on that very much. Um, again, the only times I ever tend to do that are when I'm staying away in places where I know there is bad Wi-Fi. So the place that I I used to stay at down in Milton Keynes was a really nice old coaching in lovely place to stay. Uh, it, it managed to be in a, a hole in all all the mobile networks, no no coverage at all for about fifty uh, fifty to one hundred meters all round, um, and it had the most appalling Wi-Fi until about September, when they put cable broadband in. So actually, it's very nearly uh, forty or fifty megabits a second download. So you know, I can use it as a, as a, a TV screen and whatever because I can I can take take the advantage of my uh, Sky subscription. Uh, and have some of the extra channels that that gives me, but I haven't yet had a chance to do that because I only got it immediately before Christmas, so it's uh, it's a bit too soon to say. But no, uh, it, it looks a really nice device. I'm, I'm I'm happy with it on that score. And I think the interesting thing is that you haven't yet got the keyboard. No, that's frustrating. The keyboard's been on order since before Christmas, but the delivery date is the 9th of January. I do think that the keyboard with an iPad Pro is like an integral part of yeah, the I'd agree. of the proposition. It's like it is. A, a iPad with a keyboard, if you like. So once you get that, I'm sure it will concrete uh, itself. And um, that's the interesting thing is that I've, you know, my house is festooned with various, you know, tablets and phones, you know, lying everywhere. But the iPad Pro is probably the device that I use is my go-to device when I'm just in and around the house. You know, if I'm sat down and I want to look at something on the web or I want to. You know, go on Twitter or go on Telegram or whatever it is. If it's in arm's reach, the iPad Pro is the thing that I will go to as a first and foremost. And it is that speed of getting stuff done. And you always feel that it's not as you, exactly as you said. It's not skipping a beat. If you want to do something, it'll get on and do it without stuttering or thinking or blinking. It just does it immediately this one absolutely flies um i mean the, the one i'm comparing it with is um the mini 4 so by comparison that you'd expect it would absolutely fly and yeah. it does it absolutely it, it's like rocket fuel it just goes off at a phenomenal speed um so yeah i'm really really pleased the screen I, I, I kid you not the screen is just beautiful that's one of the things that i got i, I persuaded myself to get the um 12.9 inch of uh, the previous generation to the one you've got there was to look at photos. Yeah. And it is really nice to look at photos on that screen because, you know, I don't think that the monitors that I have on my PC, they're kind of nice, but they're not super high res retina, super high 
you know, um, P3 bit depth and everything. They're kind of standard monitors. Whereas you look at stuff on the iPad Pro and it's just such a gorgeous screen. It's just perfect for looking at photos. I, I agree. To be honest, I, I print almost no photos now. I, I'd actually rather see them on, on a screen like this because in some way the, the light just seems more uh, more natural to me. It's more more like what I, what I saw. Um, and... and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some pictures I took yesterday at the moment um, when I, we went out to a, a National Trust place. And, and on this screen, well, they're pictures taken the Pixel 3, actually, ironically, but on this screen, they are just, you know, they leap out at you. They, they really are. The the, the, the quality of the, of the screen is just really nice. Really, really nice. So there you go. But I think you went on a different route with tablets, didn't you? I did. So in the run-up to Christmas, I saw that the Tab S4, the Samsung Tab S4, was available through eBay with... Well, on eBay, they have these weird 15% off um, deals, and they had one just uh, a couple of days ago as well. But the thing that I don't get about these things is that eBay isn't the person selling the device, is it, or selling the item? So it's weird that they offer 15% off sometimes because it must just yeah. literally be coming out of their profit margin when everyone spends with somebody else. Do you sort of see what I mean? Yes, it's very strange. How, how are they paying for this, presuming? They're subsidising it. So every couple of days or so, they have this 15% off, where they must just be chucking millions of pounds out of their directly out of their bottom line into the ecosystem to get people buying stuff through eBay. It's really weird. Anyway, uh, they're having this 15% off, so I went on, um, and the thing that caught my eye was a, a fairly cheap... Uh, tab s4 take 15 percent off and it was a bit of a bargain so i went for it and uh yeah i've been playing about with this um samsung tab s4 and it is kind of like the very android equivalent of an ipad pro yeah you know it tries to tick all of the ipad pro boxes it has a stylus it has a, a keyboard case um it has as fast a silicon as they could just about manage albeit it's the uh Last year's one, it's the 835 versus the 845. Um, plenty fast enough, though. Plenty fast enough, you'd think. But the overall package is a lot less satisfying than an iPad Pro. Now, that's not to say it's bad. It's really utilitarian. And it's great that you've got a USB-C socket on it that you plug a thumb drive in it and you can open up the file browser and, you know, muck about with opening files and moving files and manipulating yeah. files and all the rest of it. And it's got a micro SD card. So you pop a micro SD card full of movies in there and you can view them on the screen. And um, I even did quite an interesting thing, which was uh, I took one of my uh, 4K Blu-rays and I ripped the movie onto a 128 gigabyte SD card uh, albeit had to wrap it up as an MP4 rather than an MKV, and I uh, had to put a um, AAC uh, soundtrack on it, but the Tab S4 just plays it, yeah. you know, straight away off the uh, micro SD in HDR. Um, so it's really flexible from that point of view, um, but it is janky as Android tablets are janky. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I. I... I was initially very annoyed that this USB-C socket wouldn't support on the go. Um, and and some of that is because Apple want you to use other ways of doing it, I guess. But I also guess that some of it is down to the the, the discovery that they had, uh, that the iPhone had been hacked by people using the, the lightning port. So I guess there's an element of we can justify this as, as security as well. Um, I, I actually looked at the Tab S4 um, and... And I spent quite a bit of a while trying to compare the Tab S4 with this. And the conclusion I came to was that the Tab S4 was nice, um, but I don't trust... I, I've had too many Android tablets I didn't like. I think that's the long and the short of it. I, I, I'm more tempted by the, the Pixel Slate, actually. But uh, again, I don't think I'd get enough use of it. Uh, so in the end, I thought, mm, take a deep swallow. I'm going to get the iPad Pro, which... Which, I mean, um, early days, but uh, so far I don't think I made the wrong choice on that. I think there are lots of good things to commend the uh, Tab S4, but the biggest problem that, that uh, anybody producing an Android tablet has is the underlying system, which yeah. quite plainly is not designed to be a tablet size interface. It's not just the size of the UI elements and whether they're suitable for uh, a tablet or the fact that 
the apps are not adapted to be, uh, you know, tablet friendly. I think that the iPad Pro has obviously been designed to be responsive for the user. So they've introduced things like 120 frames a second UI and the um, the actual touch response runs at 120 hertz, you know, 120 mm. frames a second. And it makes such a difference when the window elements that you're touching are so responsive that it makes you feel in control. And it's that feeling of control that you just don't get on Android. Everything is three or four frames behind. Now, Apple obviously believe that having a interface that is never drops a frame, is 100% responsive and is 120 frames a second, it obviously prioritizes that mm. because a lot of its engineering has gone in to achieve that. On Android, they that's it's a secondary concern. Yeah. You know, getting um getting a high you know getting a nice screen in getting lots of ram in you know getting the specs sorted out that's the concern yeah and yeah. you know having a super high response on the touch interface is obviously a secondary concern and really they need to flip it the other way now google has attempted to try and do that with the pixel certainly on the pixel 1 their big claim to fame was look we've got iOS levels of responsiveness on the touchscreen. Yeah. And that's probably true for the Pixel 1. It was it was fairly responsive. Once you got to the Pixel 2 or the Pixel 3, I think the silicon and everyone else had enabled it to catch up. But once you scale it up to uh, an iPad size, a tablet size, that's really where iOS is just pulling away and where the Apple's focus on touch response is just walking all over the competition because as you say the feel of speed on an ipad is completely unrivaled uh, and it is that responsiveness that actually gives you that illusion yeah. it's not just an illusion it is genuinely fast under the covers as well so that's what i struggle with a little bit on the on the tab four but it is a bit of a marvel of kitchen sinkery you know you switch it into its little windows mode and you have like a little janky netbook style interface where it's got, um, you know, windowing and the windowing kind of works. So you can kind of resize your Android apps and they all kind of work and you stick a Bluetooth mouse on it and you have a mouse running around the screen and the mouse can interact with all of the uh, Android UI elements and everything. So it is quite a a feat of engineering in yeah, terms of yeah, yeah. they've got all of this stuff to work together. Um, but it is in comparison to an iPad pro uh, fairly janky. And I guess that makes it sound like I, I don't like the tablet for, I do like it because um, I got it because of the um, more cinematic screen ratio, uh, nice AMOLED screen. Um, and that is a nice screen. You know, you look at photos on the tab S4 and they look really, really good. I think it's a toss-up between whether you have an iPad Pro screen or you have a uh, an AMOLED screen like a Samsung Tab S4 screen, but it is still very good. And, you know, yes, it's got the AMOLED characteristics, but it does the best it can with them. So, yeah, the Tab S4 has definitely got a lot to commend it, but it's not a lightning-fast computing device in the same way that an iPad Pro is. No. No, I think that's the thing. It, 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 it strikes me that the, the Tab S4 is probably in lots of ways similar to the, the Note 9 in, in that it, it's really, uh, there is, there's just about every possible option there. You know, the, the, the thing I like about my Note 9 is pretty much whatever I want it to do, it will do it. Um, it, it, generally speaking, it will do it almost as well as anything else or sometimes, sometimes as well as anything else. Um, but it, it, it looks to me as though the the S4 is trying that. You know, we've got SD card. We can do this. We can do that. Uh, it just occurs to me, actually. I'm pretty sure I can get the uh, the sort of desk uh, desk Dex desktop out of the the Note Nine. I've never tried. Maybe I should give it a go. It could be quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think it'll be the same thing actually. Yeah. Oh, so you stick a it? HDMI cable in, chuck it onto a TV, and it should move it into this um, strange uh desktop mode which is quite fun to play about with i think i think that's the point with these um samsung's is if there's something that you want to do no matter what it is you'll get there in the end yeah on these samsung's whereas on the ipad pro 80 percent of what you want to do it will get there immediately and it will be a delightful experience but there'll be 20 percent of things that no matter how long you try and scratch your head to try and get done 
you won't be able to do. Whereas you you will get there eventually on the Samsungs. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably probably a pretty good summary actually. I, I, you know, it's, it's it's exactly what I looked at. It is actually on balance. I think I'll go for the iPad. Um, I just always have doubts about Android tablets. That's the honest honest truth. It'd be really interesting to um, drop back in with you once you've had a chance to play about with the um, keyboard because I think that's just going to make you fall in love with it more. Yeah, I think it will. To be honest, uh, it's certainly what I expect will happen. Um, well, we can we can talk about it in a, a few weeks' time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and by means of a drop in, I'm now joined by Gavin from Gavin's Gadgets. How you doing, Gavin? Yeah, hi James. I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. So me and Richard are just getting stuck in there with regards to uh, iPads and uh, Samsung tablets. So I thought I'd uh, reach out to someone who uses them on uh, quite a serious basis. Is that a way to describe it? I think I'd probably push them to the limits. Yeah, absolutely. So sitting in front of you is two tablets, the iPad Pro and the Samsung Tab S4. Correct. Or if they're not in front of you, they're kind of within arm shot. So which one should we start with? Well, should we start with the underdog? The underdog. What's that? The uh, scrappy Samsung Tab S4? The one that people would probably dismiss very quickly, yeah. Yeah, I think people would, would they dismiss it? They would suppose that they would dismiss it in as much as it's just an Android tablet and they probably think they have the measure of a Samsung Android tablet. And if I was to describe it to you uh, based on what my sort of hunch would be, it would be um, great screen, but limited by Android. How does it uh, compare to that? I think Android is part of uh, the limitation, but Samsung have done their little bits of tweaking around the edges and come up, I think, something that, depending on how you use it and what you use it for, has more purpose than you would have thought. Yeah. So what's the uh, main use that you've put it to so far? Well, so far, I've used it for the obvious, which is browsing, media consumption. I've used it to listen to uh, audio and both local and streaming. And then I've gone to the extreme where I've connected it to a TV and use the decks, and you could say further extreme. A number of um, a couple of recent YouTube videos were completely edited, rendered, and uploaded from the tablet. Okay, so I'm going to come back to the decks in a bit because I that's something that I've tried out myself on this tablet. But um, the editing and rendering of video for YouTube, what is that like on? The Samsung. What what software do you use to start with? Cyberlink Power Director, and I have used when I'm on an Android device. That's the only piece of software that I would use, along with some a couple of Adobe apps that are now on Android. Um, that's more for creating the YouTube thumbnails afterwards. So, but the Cyberlink Power Director, once you get the hang of it, and like everything, you just got to keep using these pieces of uh, video editing software and the more you use them the easier they become okay and how does it compare with editing on i suppose the the fairest comparison would be on an ipad so how does it compare with that well depending on what you want to do i found in some some aspects the cyberlink uh power director is actually easier because it's faster but in terms of ultimate if you want to take it a lot further and a lot more complex an app like LumaFusion for the iPad which is across it works on uh, iPhone as well is really just an astonishing piece of software but there are things that as an example with Cyberlink its titles have animation built in with currently on LumaFusion titles don't have aren't animated so they don't move or anything and you have to keystroke them if you want them animated but that's it's you know it will get improved, and I think the fusion will address that particular aspect. Okay, that's quite interesting. Um, so, what else are you using the uh, Samsung for in terms of uh, putting it to use? Um, well, obviously, um, writing some articles for my website. If I'm doing, if you're doing a YouTube video, it isn't just 
video production, you then have to go in and you've got to put all the text in and all the other bits that go with doing a particular video. And on my website, doing put text in for articles. And that's it, really. You're you know, replying on social media. But what do you it, use for your keyboard on the uh, Samsung? I actually like the on-screen keyboard because it's so fast. And it just stops, you know, it auto-corrects you, no problem. And... I don't know. That's why I actually quite like using that, and it means. So, do you use the um, Samsung keyboard on the Samsung or the Google keyboard? No, I've kept the Samsung keyboard on the Tab S4. So, because I get the it's, it's occasionally the one thing it does is it adds letters sometimes when you're typing odd letters. Um, it's a bit too sensitive. I know the Google keyboard isn't as sensitive, but I've realised it does that and. So what I might do, instead of tapping, I'll just slide because you can just uh, uh, yeah, yeah. only swipe and it's actually quite quick. Um, but you've got options, so it's not it's not a problem. So you're plugging it into the TV and you're doing your DeX stuff. So DeX is uh, where Samsung's tried to do a windowed environment. You've actually plugged it into a TV and sort of projected this kind of mini computer environment up to a TV? So I think it's not something I would do um, because I don't need to. I've got a Chromebook, so if I want to, you know, create an office environment, I'll just use my Chromebook because it's just better for that. But if I if I just seriously just didn't have, just only had a, managed to find a cheap display, some monitor lying around somewhere, and I just needed my one device I could afford to do everything, it's it's not bad. You know, it's not perfect, but it it's just gives you a bigger display to work with. And you can then plug Bluetooth keyboards or USB keyboards and mouse. And I think Samsung doesn't do too bad considering. I think it's quite a good option. Okay, any other special features that you've uh, exercised on the Samsung before we move on to the iPad? Well, I think, I think the cost of it and the S Pen are... Definite, and the fact that the USB port works really well. Um, so I've got a Samsung SSD drive, plug it straight in, no problem. Works beautifully. If I put, if I want to expand the storage, I've got a box full of micro SD cards, and I just bung one in, no problem. And the S Pen having that included free, it's not the thin type S Pen that you get with the Note Nine. It's you know a, a pen size. Um, product and it's got you know it's just it's not a pen but it's just the s pen but the size of a real pen and it's nice to use so what do you use the s pen for because i have to admit i've not even uh, tried using that i just sort of kept it in the box well it's one of those things if you use i like the note 9 so i would take um handwritten notes instead of you know typing out uh, a shopping list i'll handwrite it down and then if i use uh Google Keep, it's automatically on my phone then, so it's synced across. Uses what's, the, what's, the, what's the pen integration with Google Keep like? Because I, I am using Google Keep more and more these days. It's, fine. it's just a writing instrument. You just select the pen as one of the options for the note and then your Google Keep. Um, but because the, the S10 works well with the screen on the tablet, you get a nice written note. And then it saves it as an image within the notes. So it's not it's slightly smaller. Obviously, if you had... If you use Samsung Notes, their own note-taking app is a lot better because then yeah. it saves it in the note format properly. And if you had a... Um, I'm not even sure. You might be able to get the Notes app on other devices. I'm not sure if you can. Um, I know you can get the Samsung browser, internet browser, yeah. and use yeah. other apps. But if you had a Samsung device, say an S9 or Note 9, then you've, you automatically have that note on your other device as well. So... But you can use. So does it do? Does it do OCR on the uh, Google Keep Notes? Don't know. Don't know. Because that would be an interesting. I've not feature. even tried OCR, so to be honest. Okay, I might. Uh, I might dig that pen out and give it a little go. See what. See what you can do with it. So use it mostly for uh, just sort of jotting words down rather than um, 
I don't know, sketching pictures or anything. But also uses the also uses to scroll to to select text. In some web pages and on Twitter, you can't actually copy in just the text or part of a tweet. You have to copy the URL. But with the S Pen, if you just press the actual button on the pen, then drag along the text, for example, it will actually you can highlight parts of text and you can then copy the text. So it does it does more than a you know. It does enable more options when it comes to copy and pasting. You can even, if you're watching a video, you can actually start drawing a box around a certain part of the video and it will screen capture it into a video, which you can use as a GIF or a short video. There's just so many different options and it's just the versatility again. Okay, that sounds quite cool. And I guess um, you basically run that Samsung tab as a Samsung tab. You don't try and uh, get rid of all the Samsungness out of it by uninstalling all the Samsung apps and... Uh, putting Google Apps over the top? No, you. I have got Google Apps added because I do use some like Google Docs, but you're not. And if there was a particular Samsung app that I thought I'd never ever use, I'd stick it in a, I'd stick it in a, a folder or just sl- freeze the app, put it to sleep. And actually, in quite a few of the stuff, you can uninstall it. Um, if you don't ever, if you're never going to use it. it. Does actually allow some of their apps to be uninstalled, but unlike other devices I've seen from Samsung, it has less and less of their own stuff built in. So you used to have Samsung Music and stuff like that. Doesn't have that anymore. It's just Play Me Google Play Music is the option. Yeah, I still find it a little bit bloaty from all the Samsung software, but I guess. Uh... Maybe it's not as bad as previous generations, but I think those are the generations that I sort of skipped. Certainly my Tab S1, I managed to uninstall so much stuff out of it that it was a really bare bones feel to it. And as a result, the battery life was fantastic. And I'm kind of half tempted to try and do that on this Tab S4 as well. Try and cut it down as to what uh, some of the additional Samsung apps on it. But that's the beauty. You've, you can either think this Samsung app actually adds a lot more uh, functionality. Like if you use the Samsung, Samsung internet, it gives you an ad blocker. So if you want that, then you can use it. If you don't, yeah, then... I, I have to admit that I, the Samsung browser is the one thing that I definitely do use. And in fact, I use that wherever I use Android. I always use that Samsung browser because it has the reader mode, plus it has the... Uh, capability of the content blocking mm. and it's not bad it's pretty fast it's um it's pretty fully featured yeah well that's that's the tab s4 for you anyway yeah okay so what's your thoughts then about the ipad pro because my instinct would be yes the samsung tab has got all of these bells and whistles it's fine but at the end of the day the ipad pro is a much more polished product and therefore would be the one that everyone should go for the, it's well. I think differentiator is cost. The the tab, sorry, the tab, the iPad Pro, the brand new version is fantastic piece of design product. It's very smooth. The UI is lovely. Makes you feel good to use it. The apps are, on the whole, not all of them, but on the whole, designed to fit really well on the screen. But it's very expensive. Mm. and it does have limitations there's no headphone jack and i don't understand i really don't understand that no it doesn't have a headphone jack but what's your overall opinion on it it's a very nice product it in typical apple style it makes you feel good when you use it you do have to do things the apple way if you want to so you can't the usb drive so the usb um the usb c socket is limited it doesn't allow um storage drives to be connected to it which is very frustrating it only allows cameras where it can read take the photos off cameras there are a few other bits and pieces you can use the USB-C drive uh, port for on the iPad but it is limited I do like how they got it because it means it does fast charging and stuff like that which is good um, speakers are excellent screen is excellent the battery is very very good the speakers are louder than the tab s4 um if you've got i've got the 11 inch ipad pro oh yeah that's probably the one that i would get i think because i've got already got the 12 inch ipad pro of the previous generation yeah if you did want the 12.9 inch ipad pro those speakers are even better than the 11 inch and very noticeably so if you listen to them side by side 
quite staggering actually what they've done okay. with the top one. But it's a too big a piece of glass for me. I want something that just sits in the lap if I say if I want something bigger, I sit down and do it properly. Um, yeah, yeah. The all the apps look nice, everything works really well. You've got the better app ecosystem for a tablet, uh, and you've got a very antiquated looking home screen. Yeah, but, but what do you think about how uh, responsive the iPad Pro is, and how consistent the frame rate is, and how smooth everything is? Because it's all 120 frames a second. It's all beautifully responsive. Yeah, it's up to that. Up to that. It depends on if it needs it. It's lovely. I mean, it is smooth, and it's just a, it's a pleasure. It does make you feel good when you're using it. But if you're only using it to watch Netflix or you know browse the internet why on earth do you need to spend that sort of money on a tablet when you can buy yeah, yeah. you can buy the tab s4 which is 400 pounds minimum of 400 pounds less has a better screen it's got well it's got a screen equally as good but it's also an oled screen so yeah. I mean, seriously it depends what you're using it for yeah yeah it's probably best to say a different screen because it's pros and cons isn't it with these two screens you've got like a top quality AMOLED versus a top quality LCD, and it's uh, it's kind of uh, 50-50 really, isn't it? It is. It is it's pros and cons. Totally agree. Cool. Okay, so if you... Um, and I know you, you tend to settle on one thing, don't you? And you tend to uh, not have too much hanging around. So you're looking at these uh, two devices. Which one's going to be there in uh, the 1st of February? I don't honestly know. <laughs> Um, they're both very good. I would say, if I'll be honest, I still think because I do the video video editing side of things, I will get the benefit of the processor power from the A12. I think the iPad may outlive the Tab S4, but I quite like Tab S4, so um, we'll see. Okay, cool. Well, it's been really good to get your uh, views on these two devices. They come at this tablet problem from two different directions. I find it quite fascinating. So thanks a lot for your time there, Gavin, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on a little bit more on the Tech Box. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate um, the invite. And uh, I encourage everyone to go and uh, visit Gavin's gadgets and uh, see exactly what he's getting stuck into. Yeah, it's literally just um, youtube.com forward slash C for cat forward slash um, Gavin's gadgets. Easy. Cool. All right. Cheers, Gavin. Lovely. Catch Cheers, Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, so that's tablets. I'm back with Richard now. So, Richard, how are you doing for phones these days? Uh, I've got one or two. Um, main SIM is still the iPhone. And it, what is the... The iPhone is the XS Max at the moment. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and at the moment, I'm suffering from my usual holiday board with iOS um, on my phone mode. I always get the urge to, to to sort of play with phones and whatever when I'm when I've got some spare time and and I get very bored with the iPhone because it, it it's not capable of being tinkered with in the way a decent Android device is. Um, so um, yeah, I've been playing quite a lot with the uh, with the Note Nine and and also with the Pixel Three. Um, and and what I'm trying to decide is am I brave enough with either of these devices to put my main SIM in it because uh, I, I, my main SIM is very trapped in the iPhone. Um, partly by things like WhatsApp, which of course um, you know, is tied to a single device. Uh, partly by the Apple Watch, which is why I've been playing with a, a Samsung Gear Sport, which is a nice device. Um, but partly by sort of the old familiarity thing. Um, and you know, I've, I've sort of got this down to well, okay, I need to move my banking apps onto the uh, the Android device of choice, which I think at the moment is going to be the Note Nine, to be honest. Um, simply because it just does everything. Uh, the, the Pixel's got the better camera, no doubt about it, but, but the one that actually is the powerhouse is the Note 9. Um, but this is just, it's almost like some sort of strange hex that's, you know, I actually got as far as getting a SIM extraction tool out the other day, but I didn't actually go through with it. So maybe, maybe it'll come to nothing. Maybe it'll be the usual, yeah, I'm back at work now with the iPhone, so, you know, I know what I'm doing with that in my sleep. Let's stick with that. Um, but I, I keep sort of thinking, be quite nice if I could move to Android because then you know if I wanted to swap swap the the SIM round, it's just a case of backing up and restoring WhatsApp and you you carry on. Whereas of course cross platform, you you kind of lose all the history, don't you? That's um, a really that's a really annoying point about WhatsApp is that it seems to have conversation backup so that you can 
back it up to either iCloud or Google Drive, but it only seems to restore from there, depending on whether you're on an iOS or Android device. So, i.e., yeah. if you're on iOS, you can only back up and restore from iCloud. Exactly. And if you're on Android, you can only back up and restore from Google Drive. Is that the case? That, that is exactly the case, yes. Yeah. So if I if I take this SIM out of the uh, iPhone and put it in an Android, I basically lose all the prior conversation history. If a week later I take the SIM out of the Android and put it back in the iPhone, it will restore all of the conversations up to the point I took the SIM out. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll have a week, a, a week worth looking on Google Drive. I don't suppose you can track the file down on iCloud and track the file down on Google Drive and swap them around, can you? Uh, I don't think you can. And I think the other problem is that they're encrypted. But it'd be interesting to try wouldn't it yeah there are pro- programs out there that claim to be able to do it but whether they work i don't know i was a bit skeptical about that you usually find that something like that has a good chance of getting fairly mangled in the process doesn't it yeah i wish um whatsapp would be better really just copy all the features of telegram and get on with it so that we can use it you know across multiple devices a little bit easier yeah yeah, I mean, I've I've got about six WhatsApp logins, so that so that and and I've effectively signed you know, most conversations over my kids are done on on various WhatsApp groups, um and and like I've got about eight memberships of each one according to not 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 eight I've got about, I think probably four memberships of each one according to which phone I'm carrying, but there's no doubt about it, it's a pain in the neck compared with Telegram like that. I've got my main SIM in the Pixel Three at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite liking it, really. That's a, it's a nice device. What I've done is I've put it in a hard plastic case. Mm-hmm. So that really emphasises the smallness because there's very little... You know when you have those sort of um, uh, TPU cases, they can add a little bit of bulk to a phone, which on a yeah. big phone is less of an issue because they're big to start off with. Um, but on the Pixel 3, I think one of the good things about it is it's that middle size it's, it's you'd call it it is a nice you'd call yeah, it small it nice these days size. wouldn't you yeah you probably would but it's a, yeah it's a nice size i agree yeah so i like to put a smaller case as possible on it to emphasize the fact that it is a little bit smaller so i've got this um hard case on it and um yeah i'm using it day to day and it's um it's working pretty well i have to say yeah I mean, it's, a, it's a lovely little device i mean i, I enjoyed taking it out taking it out and doing some photos with it um uh, whether whether I'll be able to swap to I don't know I think I th- still think if I do manage to swap it'll be to the Note Nine. Yeah, but the the, the thing about um, swapping between iOS and Android is obviously iMessage and um, FaceTime. That is an issue. FaceTime's an issue. So I turned off iMessage and FaceTime on the iPhone. Yep. Uh, left it ten minutes or so to sort of sort itself out. Swapped the SIMs across, and then a couple of days later, I got. Uh, an email from my mum saying, oh, your text messages don't work. No. And I just thought, oh, this is, you know, obviously not something's not worked. And she's attempted to iMessage me and uh, it's not gone through because I've, I've moved it onto an Android phone. But this shouldn't happen. No. And it makes me sort of scowl over at Apple because they shouldn't allow this to happen. Do you know what I mean? Because it, uh, it is almost... Uh, do we want to go as far as saying it's like sort of anti-competitive practices where they're sort of allowing bugs like this to be there so that it makes it more difficult to move from iOS? Well, I can't really make my mind up on that one, but I do think it's it's pretty bad, isn't it? It's very annoying, um, mm. and, and certainly I don't think it should be that way. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's actually ironic. I've managed to get my, my mum and my brother and my wife to use Telegram, so no problem, but... But my three kids all oh, I don't want two messaging apps, and I'm going. But you've got you've got you've got FaceTime Messenger as well. <laughs> I'm going. Is it really that much of a problem? Yeah, yeah. We can't be bothered, Dad. You know. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's still where I am. I think um, pe- people seem to be reasonably okay with using WhatsApp because other people have persuaded them to use WhatsApp. But persuading someone to use another messaging app is a, uphill struggle basically you just got to use what they use really i think that's right i think the only thing you can say is that i am fairly convinced there'll be a fairly major data breach at whatsapp presently if if it, anything else but from it from its parent companies is something to go by maybe they'll be lucky and i don't i certainly don't wish it but i could well see it could happen it is um, starting to annoy me now where subjects that are being discussed in facebook messenger are starting to be advertised to me on separate channels and I know that that's just the cost of having a free messaging app. And I do think the Facebook Messenger app is pretty good. Um, 
but it is like a little bit irksome, a little bit annoying. And I just think, oh, you know, it's starting to weigh on me now just how Big Brother everything is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I don't like it at all. I mean, I think it, it's the way of the way of the world, isn't it? But I don't, I don't. Given that there are messaging apps out there that don't do that to you, uh, I'd rather use ones that don't do that to you than ones that do. And I'm sure this is going to start on WhatsApp before very long. Well, I, I wouldn't be so. I'd be surprised if it wasn't already. To be honest. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's. I can't see what it, what's in it for Facebook otherwise, to be honest. But then, you know, I often can't see what's in it for Facebook. Um, well, money's in it for Facebook, and, yeah. but you're right. To get there, they need to uh, suck up all of that juicy data and start targeting adverts at the person. Yeah, and, and, and unless they unless they do do that, then they're not going to be able to do it. So QED, it's almost certain to follow, isn't it? And, yeah, um, yeah, afraid so. The, soon, the sooner that, that, that I can persuade them to move to Telegram, the happier I shall be. It, you need to either find sort of philanthropic applications application developers who develop stuff for the love of it and make it all available for free and presumably try and decentralize the you know ongoing costs of it or you have to sort of uh, you know suck up these big corporations basically yeah you just have to take what comes with it don't you that's the thing although with iMessage Apple I think are acting responsibly with it in terms of advertising I think that they say that they don't go in there and take advertising cues off it. I believe that's the case. Yeah, I think I think I do too as well to be fair. Um so maybe it's maybe we should just all um settle on that, but as it stands, I've turned all of that off and I'm I'm SMS only ing for the moment. Oh, Dear me. Old fashioned technology. Oh, no. yeah. What a happy thought for the start of 2019. So I guess that's probably a good point to say a happy new year to you and to everybody else. Um, and, and catch you next time. Absolutely. Well, cheers for the chat, Richard. Cheers, James. Take care now. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.